So I'm in got plain clothes. I'm not supposed to be doing anything, but I, I did tell him that, hey, um, you got about three seconds to hand the baby off to baby mama before this goes real bad for you. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, three. And he turns and hands it to baby mama. I go, Good choice. Now, come here. Come here. Dummy. Nice. So and baby mama he, was there. Oh, yeah, it wasn't baby, the same woman. Baby mama, not the victim. What's up, Brandon? Back to the old song. Out with the new song. Because your new song was all janky and messed up and nobody could hear it. Yeah, and it was just too much noise. So this one seems to fit. Too much of a mania? Yeah, and I don't know who this David Fesleyan guy is who wrote this song, but he's probably going to get pretty popular in the next year or so when the show blows up. And I'm probably going to have to pay him some money. <laughs> ah, by the time we blow up, we'll have somebody compose something that really captures the essence that is this stupidity. Like just the sound of a train crash? Yes. Like a dumpster fire? Yes. And See? a nuke plant all exploding at one time. Yes, and that's what we tell the, the musician, and the musician makes that. Okay. See? Right. Easy peasy. Giddy up. So, uh, welcome to episode 38. I'm Mike Morazzo. That guy is Brandon Silvera. He Greetings and salutations, friends. How are you today? A little chilly. It is like nipply in my, in my shop. I might have to put my sweatshirt on again, but it always causes a scene. You have to, like, wrap yourself in a Sherpa? That's what yeah. it looked like. You looked like a little old lady that was just like, I'm so cold. I know. I keep I would, hitting uh, my mic. <laughs> I would I would have gutted one of those white things that Luke rides. A tauntaun. And, right. I would it's have a gutted a tauntaun and climbed you, inside of it to stay warm. How do you not what? know this? Dude, that movie came out this? like 40 years ago when you weren't born. And I, yeah, I it came memory. out like before I was a thing. And I know what a tauntaun is. I just forget. I'm forgetful Alzheimer's. that way. It is. I got some stuff to show you. Oh, I'm what excited. other free shit did you get? Can't tell you. You not can't. Gonna, okay, okay, I got some stuff to show gonna, you, but I can't tell you. I'm, I'm not, not even going to hint at it in the background of my video. Not doing. Well, I see something in like an orange and white box. It, that, that might be it. Oh, is is that what was on the side of your tripod? Because I saw that before you when you were when oh. you gave me the like. Hold on, I was going to ask you what that is. Yeah, probably it was in the background when I had to move my tripod out of the way. Okay, because there's something that like holds your phone, and there were like these two squares off to the side of it. What are those two squares? I gotta stop hitting shit. <laughs> those because it's gonna really screw up everything. Those two squares. It looked like two squares. Oh. oh, I had a couple blocks over there. That wasn't the same thing. That was attached to your tripod. Oh, so you have your tripod. You have the thing yeah. that holds oh, your phone. Yeah, that's the lights uh, for when I do videos and stuff. Those are um, oh. battery-operated LED spotlights, so I get more facial light. I so don't you, use them as much anymore. So I used you can to. get a facial? Correct. I can't get one anywhere okay. else, so I just use lighting. That's for I don't all know of you. Any, I, don't I know did any that for you guys. <laughs> There's no bukkake. I don't have a bukkake. 
going on. For more about Mike and Bukakis, <laughs> go to Mike's uh, OnlyFans page. OnlyFans. Affordable rates for everybody. The fact that you still reference OnlyFans, and I have no idea what it is, or didn't. Everyone, until you told it's me okay. About it. It's at this point, it's not for you. It's for them. Okay. All right. So uh, it's for you guys, right there. How was your week? Uh, well, We're let's jump put right it this into way. this shit. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ignore all the bullshit that Let's just right happened and we're going right into it. Right. Uh, well, it started off with a auto versus ped that turned fatal. Ped being pedestrian for those pedestrian. that don't speak there was language. A, pe- a pedestrian that was getting into his car that got hit by a truck. Was he from the UP? Truck. From the Upper Peninsula? No. <laughs> okay, no. well. I think reference- originally from Mexico? Oh. And then a resident of my city. Okay. So how old was this poor victim? Do you uh, he was, I think, like 60s, I think. Oh, man. He was he was getting up there in age. And then we later learned it, it, that our victim was um, the uncle of an officer that I went to the academy with. That's even worse, dude. Yeah. Who was working in the city at the time. He didn't respond to that call, did he? No, no. He uh, he was actually sent home and then went to the hospital. Okay, that's a bad day. For yeah, him it was. Well. A, yeah, so we were there. I, we were pretty surprised that he was transported um, because did we couldn't tell. Did he have a tell. heartbeat or anything? They had a very weak uh, radial pulse. Okay. So if they if they have a pulse, they're going to transport. Um, but. Yeah. I don't know if it was brain matter or if it was vomit that was mixed in with the blood that was coming out of his head. Was it gray? Well, okay, so I've seen brain matter mixed in with blood coming from a head wound, right? It just looks like frothy blood. This was more or less separated, so I don't know if it was the cerebral fluid with the gray matter. You could tell by the smell. Ah, uh, see, I didn't really dive into it because, see, for this last week, um, I'm in plain clothes while yeah. my recruit finishes his last two weeks of training. Shadow phase. So, so I, I am just in street clothes, um, which kind of freaks people out when I get out of the car. They're like, oh, shit, it's an Detective. undercover. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm just comfy. Were you wearing a flannel and some jeans with holes in them? No, I was just wearing jeans and a hoodie. Okay. With and your badge and on, gun sticking out? Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Can you wear a full house hoodie or a Marazzo woodworking hoodie? Or do you have to wear, like, your PD hoodie? No, I was, I was actually wearing a uh, Boneyard hoodie. <laughs> so when I get my full house one, I'll probably wear that one. That's cool that you get to do that stuff. Yeah, so it's comfy into my little vest. It says police on the back and... Was the vest under your hoodie or over it? My vest was underneath the hoodie, and then I have like okay. um, an outer. I think safety it's traffic like a, vest. A, no, it's not a safety one. It's it's all black. It says police on the back. Oh, carries okay. my radio. Okay, and my flashlight. Because so, I work in the nighttime. Yeah, some of the nighttime. Some yeah, part of the, of the nighttime. I get to see the day. I get to wear sunglasses for like the first two hours of my shift. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, what's that like? It's pretty dope. I like I it. I forgot. I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't, like, it's I don't getting... like the traffic. Yeah, the traffic sucks. Like driving out to my district kind of sucks because I have to sit in traffic. Yeah. 
But when the recruit's driving, I can take a nap. I, oh, God. I get car sick, man. I can't. So sometimes you're just that tired. Yeah. So you had the uh, pedestrian struck by a yep. car. Now, my question for you is this. We have a crash investigation team. Yes. With the multiple jurisdictions that we have that are involved, like the 20 for the yes. MCAP. So your department being so large, do yes. you have your own crash investigation team or do you have a multi-jurisdictional team that comes out? We got our own. Okay. I figured as much we since you're the, so big. We have the uh, traffic investigation unit. Okay. Responds out to fatals. So I actually sent you and the rest of the group a uh, a picture. Of a lot of, of people standing around. Of, of the scene about two hours after the guy was transported and going, so this is how my week is starting. Yeah. And you came back with, you know, see a lot of standing around. Yeah, that's what happens when you have resources, Mike. You're just holding a scene to find out if somebody lives or dies. Right. And then you have to go pee, so someone has to come and take your place so you can go off to the bathroom and then come back and You know the, the really nice thing? Yeah. Is this was just up the street from the fire station? Oh, so just walk we right could literally just walk there. And they actually brought us peanut butter cookies. Oh, fire our firefighters awesome. know how to bake. That's nice. They had a great response time to this crash, though. Well, they were right I, across I, the street. I got to hand it to them. <laughs> like, That's I think good. they just told the paramedic, run. <laughs> we'll meet you with the truck. <laughs> we'll bring the stuff. Just go. Go there first. We'll yeah. meet you there. That's cool. And then... And then we had uh, my my recruit uh, learned a very valuable lesson mm. this what week. What say you about that? So he was uh, he was looking for a domestic violence suspect. Like and we had purpose? his phone number. Yes, he was looking for him. He's like I, like, I haven't been to jail in like a week. I said, I know it's been a long time. Can we go, please? He said, yes, yes, let's go. I'm like, All right, cool. So we got a good suspect and we have a phone number. We could call him. And ask him to turn himself in? And just say, hey, dude, i got to talk to you. I need your side of the story. I need to know why. I need right. to know the why. Because I don't think you're a bad dude. I think this bitch made it up. So and just I, come and need, tell us I, what I, happened. I just, I just need you to come tell me. Um, and he did call him. Um, what he didn't do was dial star six seven prior to, to entering oh. the phone number. And... Mike, can you tell the listeners and viewers what happens when you push star six, seven prior to entering the phone number that you are calling? It used to block your phone number and show it up as anonymous. It still does. Nice. I use an app called 1021. Star and it six, generates seven a phone number from like Denver. So is the app. It's and then wherever, they... it's wherever, whatever area code you're calling. So if you have like, say a you know, a one, two, three area code and you're calling four, five, six, it will generate a four, five, six number. Yeah. Right. So they think it's from their neighborhood. Yeah. I don't answer those. I'll, I'm more likely to answer a blocked number than one that I look at and go, I don't know this. So that's the app I use. So he used his personal cell phone for this call. No, he used his department issued. Cell okay. Phone, so it just said blank police department. Less of a, I don't know. Right. I, don't actually, I honestly don't know how it pops up. Because <laughs> I think ours says our police department name on it. Oh, right I don't know. I have i don't think I've ever used it. Okay. Other than to. You should have him call you scene. from it while you're in the squad room so you can see. Yeah, I should. Or I could just yeah. call myself from mine and see what happens. Yeah. 
Uh, whatever. So, anyways, he calls from the PD. So anyways, and he doesn't block he calls, his number. He calls from an unblocked number, and uh, the guy is kind of suspicious. He's like, well, "I called you. How come you didn't come talk to me?" I'm like, "Dude, you left. She was still there, so we talked to her." And he hangs up. I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever. We'll just write this up, and then send it on its way." And we're sitting there. He's starting to write it up. I'm, I'm eating my food, and he gets a phone call. Nobody calls our department-issued phones because, really, only people use them to document crime scenes. Okay. And um, he's like, what the hell? I go, answer it. I bet you it's the guy. Hello? Yeah, this is so-and-so. I'm like, ah, you idiot. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. I'm like, I want to talk to you, but I, like, I need some assurances that like I'm not going to be arrested. How could we arrest you? You weren't even you didn't even do anything. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just gonna tell us your side of the story. Maybe I just have to document it for the report. I don't care. Just come in. And this this guy knows what's happening, but over the course of the next hour, my my rookie receives like five phone calls from this dude and this dude's work verifying that like, hey, he says that he's gonna like be late because he's gotta take care of some stuff with the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to tell him to not come to work today. I'm like, that's a great idea. You should do that because now he's got all night. Right. And, and finally, he finally he agrees to meet us at like a Denny's. Oh, really? Yeah. You so can't arrest him, him if you're at a Denny's. Well, no. I, we just told him, like, look, dude, just come over here. Like, we've been driving all over the city trying to find you. Like, why yeah, don't just come just to, just to talk to you? Just come to the Denny's right here. Moons over my hammy. We'll sit down and talk. Get it. Get a grand slam. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about it, okay? And sure as shit, he showed up. <laughs> so he Criminals tried to pull the old. Not smart. He tried to pull the old. If I'm holding my nine month old, they can't arrest me. What he didn't know is I have experience in With babies in taking an infant out of a suspect's hand while simultaneously using force. So you punch him and catch the baby. No, you grab the baby, you throw an elbow into his face and then you drop that elbow down and break his grip. Nice. It works. Did you spike while the baby? Cause like you while your partner's down. going low, like ah. that's part of the keys. Your partner's got to go low and then you knock him in the okay. face area. You deliver a Where? distraction blow with your elbow in the face. That's right. Nice. So, so I'm in got plain clothes. I'm not supposed to be doing anything, but I, I did tell him that, hey, um, you got about three seconds to hand the baby off to baby mama before this goes real bad for you. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, three. And he turns and hands it to baby mama. I go, Good choice. Now, come here. Come here. Dummy. Nice. So and baby mama he, was there. Oh, yeah, it wasn't baby, the same woman. Baby mama, not the victim. Of course not. Why would that be? Was it a domestic battery or just some bullshit? Uh, no, he got he got the felony section. He scratched her, which was a visible traumatic injury. How is that a which, felony? God, California. Don't be an asshole. Don't, Mike, what did you teach your kids when they were little? Don't be an asshole. Don't hit women. Don't don't be an asshole. Keep your hands to yourself. Right? Yeah. Pretty universal rule. Keep your hands to yourself. So yeah. he destroyed this this poor lady's apartment in the presence of a three year old, no less. 
So I'm kind of okay doing him for the felony. I just don't. Yeah, we. And he's kind of too no, stupid to. Be. No such thing as a felony domestic battery. Yeah, well, in California, this is one of the few felonies we have left. I like it. So I'm all for it. We we use it when we can because it you you know as well as I do if you don't use it you in fact you lose, lose it. it. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't charge people with felonies, we no longer have felonies. So so all he right. went for that, and Giddy my recruit up. has a really funny story about how. Uh, he caught the world's dumbest criminal because he knew he was going to jail. Like he understood what was going to happen. Like you should have also told him that you're doing a gun buyback program and you could have added a gun charge on him. <laughs> well, he got a gun last week from the drunk guy. So, okay. It was kind of a win-win and, and you know, the hell, the thing that really pissed me off cause he was all about like, yeah, let's go to jail. Let's go to jail. He's the bad guy was saying that. No, my oh, recruit, he was like, it's been, okay. it's been, it's been like a week since I've been to jail. FTO, we got to go to jail. I was like, fuck yeah, we do. Could you maybe make that happen? Because I'm not giving you hints anymore. Like, hey, stop that car right there. That one. Right. No, he's got to do it on his own. Yeah. You got to earn it. <laughs> and finally we're getting ready. To, I'm getting ready to go. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to be a little bit late, whatever. Free money. And uh, he like hits up his partner who is the recruit that just started. Okay. Hey, would you mind, uh, would you mind transporting this guy? Why? Like, what? I thought you wanted to go to jail. It's like, yeah, but it, it's getting late. And I kind of like, would like to get this report done. I'm like, you're already thinking like a solo guy. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Like, like on one level, like kind of being a little bit of a bitch, uh, but on the other level, like yeah, I appreciate smart. it. Cause yeah, no, I'm yeah, also for that. Utilizing his resources, but right you know, for crying out loud, and all this talk of like, hey, it's been a while since I've been to jail. We need to go to jail, and then motherfucker, you had a chance to go to jail. You didn't go to jail. Well, so that was fun. And I did see something that made we were talking about the difference in like generations and stuff earlier in the yeah. pre-show. So if you haven't listened or watched the pre-show, you should go do that. Pause it right now. Go back. Listen to it. And, and then, then come, come back. back, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. So, you know, just a second. You go ahead. You go do that. We'll wait. Okay, you got it? Okay. So, Mike and I were talking about, as you all know now, the differences in generations. And I saw something with our brand new recruit who graduated high school in 2012. Ouch. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. 2012. This year I became a dad. I mean, Mike, you think you turned like 70 then? <laughs> 72, actually. <laughs> no, 72, okay. Um, so anyway, she's interviewing somebody, and she like reaches into her pocket and pulls her cell phone out and starts, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is she taking notes or and, is she texting and then, someone? And then what happened? And I'm standing there, I'm looking at, I'm not like, I'm not her FTO for the day, but we're on the same call. And I'm just kind of looking at her, what the f- what are you doing? And I walk over and I like, look over her shoulder. She's taking notes on her phone. Like, well, tech, she like yeah, you know, the pens run out of like, ink. Yeah. Sometimes like, the I, pens just don't, you don't have good ink. Like, I get it. And I'm trying to think, cause I was getting ready to light her up. Like, like this is stupid. And then I started thinking. I was like, I didn't want to do it in the middle of the call in front of people right? and like completely crush her. But I'm like, 
I'm dumbfounded and I'm starting to think about it. Like, well, okay. So I'm going to make this an officer safety issue, right? Because she's like, she's typing. Right. Looking down, but using both hands, she, not paying attention. But she's like holding it up. So she can typing, see. And then I, I can see her eyes glancing back and forth like you would if you're writing something out. And I'm sitting there going, well, well, shit. It's, that's not a, a bad idea. That's not, a, that's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And a lot of these kids are used to typing versus handwriting. Yeah. Like, I think, I think I hate saying my generation, but I think my generation is kind of the last one that would actually had to write shit out. If she was really smart, she would have done what I just did for my YouTube video. Because there's an option on YouTube where you can add the words, you know? What's it called? Like a closed, closed caption? caption? Yeah. I've never Record tried it before. It. I, held, I played then... it on my computer, and then I opened up the notes on my phone and pushed the microphone and put it next to the speaker on the computer, and it just dictated my video. I had to fix a few words. But then I just then copied, pasted it, and document sent to myself, and then changed it into a TXT file and added it to YouTube. So that's incredible. It was very cool. So she could have just sat there, like hit yeah. the record button, right, and then... on her notes, and it would have dictated. Huh? Yeah. I mean, if you have the technology now, to be fair, instead of taking notes with it, just push record on your and put it in your pocket. And it'll record the audio, and you can just yeah. And then you have both hands free, yeah. and you can look at it. So it's it's a good use of a tool, um, yeah. Really, so you don't get, especially for rookies who seem to be overwhelmed with trying to get all the facts and times and everything straight. Whereas I can hear your story without taking any notes, and thirty minutes later, spit it out onto paper exactly like you told it to me because we've been trained to do that. They're yeah. not used to doing that yet. So no. any tool that helps might be good. I'm. I was actually kind of impressed because we all, all the FTOs are, cause I'm on an FTO team of the, I think seven cops on my team. One is not an FTO. He's the community policing officer. So he goes to all the community meetings cause we don't want to do that shit. Right. And we are all kind of talking about it afterwards. I'm like that's not stupid. No, it's I a, thought it was stupid when I saw it. I mean, if I'm here, what's the difference, dumb. right? Holding a notebook, holding a notebook and a pen. Each thing takes then, two hands. Right. Each takes two hands. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. I can do this and fight right away and not worry about dropping a notebook and a pen where someone holding a $1,200 phone might get confused and not want to drop their phone. That's, That's why the you only... drop the department-issued phone. Okay. We don't have department-issued phones. Right. So if it's a department issue, screw it. Just drop the phone and get into the fight. Yeah. But they have to, you know... I remember, like, back in 1988 when I went to 40-hour firearms training to be a part-time officer. I was just a wee baby. Officer. I was shooting a revolver, of course. And the first time I was reloading, you use a speed loader. It holds the six bullets. And yeah. you pop open your cylinder and you slam it in. Yeah. But here's what you don't do. You don't put the bullets in and then take the speed loader and put it down on the shelf. Because <laughs> then your instructor hits you in the back of the head and goes, drop that fucking thing on the ground and shoot. You're going to die. Because I, was, I wasn't conditioned to just pop and drop. I was like setting yeah. it down. But now, anything in my hands, I know I'm going to have to drop at any point to fight somebody. 
So, but the rookies, they don't understand that yet. So. Nope. That's why I think you shouldn't be allowed to clear FTO until you've been punched in the face at least once. <laughs> That'll ring your... It's my own personal thing. And I was trying to make that happen for my recruit with this dumb guy. Yeah. Like, I was... He was kind of like just going in the circle with the guy. And I got tired of hearing the same conversation over and right. over and over. So yeah. I finally grabbed the phone. And I said, you know, why don't you just freaking man up and meet us? Click. Good. He goes, yeah, why, why did you do that? I go, I'm tired of hearing the same shit, dude. Yeah. You have to. And, he, and I have even a then similar he didn't story. Want to fight. Didn't, the guy did didn't. try to promote me, though. He thought I was the sergeant. And I thought that was nice. I get that a lot because I wear my rank, oh my service time on my sleeve. I got like five bars on my, you know, my seniority or sen- yeah. But I'm in a service hoodie and jeans, and he's well, like, he's like, hey, can I talk to that? Can I talk to that sergeant yeah. again? They call me sergeant all the time. I'm like, I, I've got my department letters on my lapel. I got my FTO pin, my life saving. I got, I'm all dialed up, and they always think I'm a boss. I'm like, dude, I ain't the boss. I just been here a long time. <laughs> you have all your required pieces of flair. Yeah, not too much flair. Just the required amount of flair. I'm still a little chapped that I never got my life-saving award. Want me to send you one? You can I put it on really, your uniform. I don't, I don't care. I'm not authorized to wear that one. No, they, they wouldn't let, let me you wear one. yours. It's the same. It's the only one that's out there. It's red and white. If you look it up at um, what's that website that does all I don't medals, know. There's only like one type of life-saving award. It's it looks like a Polish flag. It's half red, half white. No, we have like little medallions. Bar. Oh, you guys have medallions. Your department yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You should have one on your uniform, by the way. I should. I should have like I should have it like three times over. And it should be on your dress blues as well. Yeah, well, if they'd award it to me. Maybe one day. I doubt it. That's okay. It's not why I do this. No, it's not, and you know it in your head. But it did but one. it did kinda did kinda chat me a little bit when when my boss goes, hey, man, I'm going to put you in for this. Like like the fire guy said you saved this chick's life. The ER doctor said you saved this chick's life. The nurses said you saved this chick's life. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. Okay, cool. And then she ended up being like a parolee at large. And then all of a sudden it was like, eh, it's not as cool. If it was just mom walking home from the grocery store, you would have got it. Yeah, but I was like, look, some... the state of California was not done with her. And damn it, she owes a debt to society and she will pay it. Now she has to go to jail now because I saved her life. Yeah. Ha ha jokes on you. You'll always be a hero to me. <laughs> Got you right yeah, in the heart, baby. Felt something right in there. It People say I don't have one, but I felt something. It might be indigestion. What'd you have? It could there? be heartburn. Those meatballs are coming back. The frozen meatballs. Yeah, I think that, that was the excitement for my week. All right, good. I'm glad there's no shooting and fighting and all the other bullshit. That no, no, there was a shooting today, though. Today there was. Yeah, and a stabbing. There was both. They had a double but, whammy. But you're off. Everyone lived. Everyone lived. Oh, yeah. Right. So it was a whole lot of not my problem. Right. Which gets to my rookie, which leads me to my rookie and my who is not your problem, or is he very much? Oh, a he's problem? he. Uh, last. <laughs> so when I was in Atlanta, where the I players get a, play, I text my buddy Drew about you know, hey, we're I need a ride when I get in. He's like, okay, and then he says the rookie finally. The rookie finally complained about not having any action, and it bit him in the ass. So the rookie works oh. 7 a.m. to 3 a.m., 7 p.m. Oh. to 3 a.m. Oh, so he's stupid. 
Yeah. And it's Saturday night, last a week ago, Saturday night when I was out of town, he said to the shift, he's like, man, I always miss the good stuff because he goes home at three and then we usually get busy. And sure enough, at 2.55, it's because he's battery. patrolling around. He's deterring yeah. crime. Right, yeah. <laughs> you guys know better. You just wait for it to happen. And then That's you right. go have fun. Yeah. Well, he ended up jinxing himself. And he got four, three calls in a row, domestic violence call, and then a big crash. He was at, you're supposed to leave at 3. At 2.55, the domestic comes out. He leaves at like 9 in the morning. He totally fucked himself. That'll teach him. Yeah. So when I get to work on Wednesday... I should proceed this by saying I got a text on Tuesday night from my buddy Gio from my shift, who is the primary FTO for this kid. And it's just a picture of a box of Dramamine. And you're going to need this. Why that's important is because when I train, I have to take Dramamine because I get car sick and I usually forget it. So I, I get this text from Gio. I'm like, what the hell is this about? So when I get to work Wednesday, the boss goes, you've got the rookie for the next week and a half because Gio had to take some time off to have some house shit done. I'm like, oh, that explains the drama I made picture <laughs> he sent me. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. I'm like, God damn it. I forgot to take it. I have a non-drowsy formula, and I forgot to take the non-drowsy stuff at home. So in my truck, my personal vehicle, I keep Dramamine in case I forget to take it at work if I need it. So I go out to the truck, and I grab it. It's not the non, non-drowsy type. It's the, this makes you tired as fuck type. <laughs> so Mike's going to go night-night. Dude, I swear to God, <laughs> I had such a hard time staying awake. And then the rookie comes in and he goes, you got the keys? Because he wants the keys to the squad. And I go, yeah, I got them. But you can't have them until an hour from now because I just took my dram. I mean, so just chill out. I'm driving. He's like, Okay. So a long time ago, when I first met this kid, I told him, he's not a kid, but I told him, listen, if you're going to ride with me, I better never, ever see you pull into a parking space, nose first, up against a building or in a parking lot. Because when I left law enforcement to go back to the electric company, I ran the safe driving program. And it's stressed very importantly that when you leave somewhere, your first move should be forward. It's called first move forward. You drive through a parking space or you back into a parking spot. And the reason is, if you pull into a parking spot with cars on each side of you, 70% of your vision is blocked by the cars, especially nowadays with SUVs and stuff. So you, you're, only, you're blind backing up for 70% of the time. Whereas if you back in slowly, only 30% of your vision is blocked by the vehicles. You can see what's in front of you. And I keep getting this argument. Well, there's backup cameras. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because a backup camera can't see all the way down each way. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? the field of view is not great. It's not. So I made that point to him like, I don't know, six weeks ago. So Wednesday night, I'm driving for the first hour. And that's okay because first hour on my shift is go get some coffee, go back to the station, eat my peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> and just drink ease your into coffee. My, drink my coffee <laughs> and ease into my shift. Regret so, life decisions and right. then go to I, work. I bought coffee for me, my, my detective buddy, my boss, and some. Um, Drew said, I wouldn't mind some munchkins. 
$24 later, I'm back at the, the station. What the fuck is a munchkin? You don't know what a munchkin is? What the fuck is a munchkin? Do you guys have Dunkin' Donuts? There's a couple of them. They, okay, a munchkin. Dunkin's more of an East Coast thing. Or an East Eastern thing. Mid- middle States thing. Uh, Midwestern. Um, oh, you know how you have a donut with a hole in it? Yes, I have it. When a you punch out the hole, hole it's, it's called a, a munchkin. Don- you're, you're talking about a donut hole. Well, it's not a hole because it's 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 donut, the size of a hole. It's the hole, right? It's round. It's the area that filled the hole. Yes, they're it's filled the part with, that was punched out to make with the jelly, hole. And then there's it's a hole. It's a glazed. donut hole. They call them munchkins at Dunkin' Donuts. They put shit in yours. Yeah, you can get. Right, jelly I gotta filled. talk. To, I gotta talk to some people around here because that's bullshit. <laughs> they're good. So it sounds says, good. I wouldn't mind some munchkins. So I'm like. $24 later, I got three coffees and a 25-count of munchkins. I brought them back to the station. But we didn't have an eventful night on Wednesday, and I w- which was good, dude, because I couldn't keep my eyes open. He's driving around, and he wants to go do, like, all kinds of stuff, and I'm, like, He wants to go do hood rat shit. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't stay awake. It was horrible. And finally, he left at 3 o'clock. And the other thing that sucks when you come to work and you have, like, videos to edit and podcast stuff to do, and then you find out you have a rookie for the next five shifts. It's disheartening because then you can't start your work until 3 a.m. when he leaves. Yeah, it really slows down the production time. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> Last week's episode would have been posted already had I not had a rookie, you know, two nights in a row. And I've got him for the next three nights. Relationship so, with FTO, not a four. Not a four. So uh, Thursday, we didn't have anything crazy, but a couple things that, and this irked me, and it probably you can understand as an FTO. Uh, one, one thing, we're just cruising around, and on the main thoroughfare through our city, it's 30 miles an hour. There's businesses all around, and at some point, some we're doing 31 or whatever, and some guy on our left, I can see him coming out of my peripheral vision, and he passes us up, going in the same direction. If you're, just so people know, don't pass my fucking squad car. If I'm doing the speed limit and you pass my fucking squad car, eh, probably going to pull you over. It's a pet peeve of mine. Show some fucking respect, right? So the guy goes How past How dare us. you pass Mike? Right? Uh, does that not bother you? It pisses me off, but I don't go at the speed limit. <laughs> I do because I'm setting an example for the public while I'm in my squad car, right? I'm, I, I refer to myself as the pace car, right? I'll right. set the oh, pace. Either, right. If you're setting the pace, be it. 32 and a 30 or 34 and a 30, what at 35 and a 30. But you know as well as I do, there's a lot of speed limits out there that are outdated and need to be adjusted. Where right. literally nobody goes that speed. Right. This is not one. So of that's them. why I refer to myself as a pace car. So if it's 30 but the traffic pattern dictates a speed of 45, no, that's way out of line. I'm saying that's how right, outdated right. some of ours okay. are. Yeah. So if I'm cruising at 45, like there is a main thoroughfare, all right? It's an expressway. I think the actual posted speed limit is like 45. I haven't seen any. If you do 45 on that, you're going to die. Because you're going to get rear-ended all day. You're going to get rear-ended and then T-boned and all this other stuff. So the generally accepted speed is about 60. All right. Well, I'm a stickler for speed limits. Okay. And especially Everyone's when got I'm their driving, thing. right? Yeah. Everyone's got their thing. I might feel kind of nice and let someone 
I'll do 35 and a 30 or 45 and a 40, you know, five over. But when I'm in my patrol car, yeah. I'm doing generally doing the speed limit. So this car passes us. Now here I'm, I'm riding with the rookie. He's driving. All he wants to do is bust people all night, right? I'm going to pull a car over for one headlight, which he did the night before and got a felony DUI out of it. And he was here. He's, he came in at seven at night. He got this felony DUI at like midnight and ended up not leaving till 11 in the morning the next day because it was a felony. But this is what he wants to do. So I'm like, okay, he's going to pull this person over. Car goes yeah, he past wants us. to go to jail, Mike. He still has that fire. The car's pulling. It's pulling away from us. I mean, now it's okay. doing. It gets up to like 40 and a 30. Kids. And I said to the guy, the rookie, how fast is it? Start pacing this guy. And we also have the speedometer or the uh, radar that if they're doing six miles an hour or more ahead of you, it'll get that read, you know. But I'd rather pace them on, with using the speed li- speedometer. So I said, start pacing this guy. He's like, okay. Now we get, in, we get into a part of town. It's just all forest preserves. And the speed limit goes up to 45. Now he's doing 55 and a 45. We're right behind him. He gives no fuck that he passed a fully marked squad, and he's still increasing his speed. And I go, are you going to pull this guy over? Uh, let me get up to the stoplight. And the guy turns right and he goes, I guess I won't. I'm like, what the fuck? All week you want to pull people over. And then the one guy I want you to pull over, you just pace him. He ends up doing 12 over speed limit right in front of a uh, whatever. So that bothered me. So we, I actually had that happen with a recruit. We were driving on a, on a main road. And, I mean, we're moving like like five over and this car just blows his doors off and then moves over and makes a right turn and i just just look at him you You want to do something do you you see that car do you see that car it's like the one that made the right that was going kind of fast yeah that one the one that passed you and was basically like you're a punk bitch Right. Bet you won't. And then you were just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I don't, I don't get it. That one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That would have been a good card to stop for no other reason than to send a message. Right. That's Because in, in my city, uh, we are at damn near 20 fatal accidents this year. People need and to slow the fuck down. We're in the first week of March. Yeah. And we're at almost 20. Wait till the summertime. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. usually, usually our, our fatal crashes are kind of one to one with our homicides. We're at 20 to one right now. Usually it's we like end up with everywhere. Like 40 to 40 to 50 fatals in a year. We're going to blow past that. We're going to wow. set all kinds of records this year. So like I'm personally, taking a stand and if i pull you over for a moving violation you're getting a ticket like i'm yeah. done i'm tired of seeing dead bodies right you and joel haley joel Osment. so <laughs> so the second night <laughs> here's what i told after watching them uh wednesday night i said to him we we came in to, to do the dor and stuff and i said listen man you need to believe that you're the police this is week 12. When you show up in a uniform and step out of a police car, you're the police. You to Popo. 
people look to you to have answers to questions and to provide authority and tell them what to do. Because he doesn't have that, I'm the police, so fucking listen to me and shut your mouth. So as an example, we get a call to go to the McDonald's for the uh, unwanted subject who's been in the restaurant for three hours. Oh, you guys get those too, huh? Yeah, and normally they don't call us, but the the, uh, manager who's working is a friend. So whenever she calls, we go over there. She takes care of us. You know, we eat for free and all this other stuff. We like to make sure that her store is nice and safe for her. So she called and said, listen, I asked this woman... I asked this woman yeah, um, three hours ago to please leave. Uh, she's a homeless woman, or she, we think she is. And uh, she doesn't have any food or coffee, and she's sitting at a table. So I, I go, okay, rookie, tell her she's got to go. So he goes over there, how you doing? She's like, fine. She's like on her phone. She's an older woman, probably close to 60. And uh, he goes, oh, okay, well, I was just speaking with the uh, – management and they are requesting that you leave and she goes i don't have to go anywhere this is a public place and he says and that's where you're wrong (laughs) right well normally that's where i would speak up (laughs) so i don't and then they're going back and forth well we don't really want to have to force you to go and then she's like i don't have to go and he's like well we don't want to have to and then finally it had to be about two minutes. I just got tired of the banter. I said, listen, get the fuck out. This is a private establishment. If you don't go, you're going to get arrested. Boom. She gets up. She's like, well, this ain't very fair. I think that manager, I said, whatever. Fucking call the store and complain on your way out. So Drew. Call McDonald's corporate yeah. office. But right off the bat, as soon as I said that, because that's how you should speak to that person after not listening, she got up and was leaving. Drew realizes that she's got a shopping cart from the Polish deli across the street. So he goes, mm. by, the way, shopping cart? <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you probably want to return that shopping cart so we don't arrest you for theft. God damn it. She's st- so Drew and I are <laughs> treating her the way she should be treated. You sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. And she, sure enough, she goes out. She's in the street. She's pushing the cart across the street over back to the deli like a good old woman should. But I looked at the kid and I'm like, dude, stop having conversations with people that <laughs> don't deserve it. As soon as she said this is a, a, a public place, you have to jump on that shit and tell her, no, it's not, and, you know, all this other stuff. So that uh, leads to the – right. Uh, so the, the next call was we get a 911 call at the Motel 6. And I hate the Motel 6. I don't know if I've told you. So Although they do leave the light on for you. They do. Tom Bodette's a, a friend. But it's a terrible experience usually when you go there as a police not officer. good. So when we get there – uh, for a 911 call. Dispatch tells us that the hotel is telling dispatch that they've, this room has called numerous times to 911. So I asked dispatch on the way over there. They said they called 911 numerous times, and the dispatcher said yes. I go, how many times did they call? Well, once. So not numerous times. Well, no. Numero. Singular. One time. Okay. So we get in there, and the, the rookie goes to speak to the manager. What room are we going to, and what's the problem? So the security guard says, I don't know. He called 911 a whole bunch. I go, well, we got one call. So what's your next? I had to say it because the rookie's just listening to him. And I said, what did he want? He goes, well, I went up there. I went to the room, says the security guard, and the guy was asking for help. Like, help how? Like, he might need an ambulance. 
Did you check on him? No. No. I, all right. So what the fuck? So we go up to the room. Here's another issue. You know, in a motel, you have that latch that you that goes over the bolt. Yeah. Like, so if you open the door huh. and then throw the latch, the door will close against it, right? You can't close goes, the door. It goes. Fun right. As we walk up the stairs, I can see the doors cracked, and that latch is engaged, so the door's not closing. So the rookie's like, "Police, housekeeping." I hear. You want me to help? Pillow? Yeah. I hear, help me. Okay. Police. I go, I walk up, I go, open the fucking door. Open the door. The door's open. It's open for a reason. Push it. Push it in. He said, help. So we go in. That's you. And the guy's guy's laying on the ground in between two beds. He's like, I need an ambulance. Put it away. So I look at him. He looks like he needs an ambulance. Please tell me he at least had clothes on. Yeah, he had clothes on. There's blood oh, stain on the bed. That's not good. Yeah, I don't know what that's from. Uh, the hooker. So I called called for an ambulance, and I said to him. Weird. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, call, <laughs> I called for the ambulance, which I shouldn't. Yeah, so, so for folks who don't know, uh, by week 12, your FTO should not be doing a whole hell of a lot. No. Because how long is your FTO program? Like 16 weeks? It used to be 12, but now with these 12-hour shifts, it's extended to like, it's 14 to 16 weeks, yeah. Okay, so he's almost at the end. Almost. Continue, Mike. You call for the ambulance. I call the ambulance. And then I go over to him, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I drank two gallons of vodka. Good for him. There's four empty handles. A handle is a huge fucking glass bottle of alcohol. There's four empty handles a vodka on the desk and there's empty beer cans and he goes, He's I need what to- we like to call in the business a professional. professional. Yeah. A he fashional. says, I want to, I want to, I want to, um, what do you call it? Detox. So then the, yeah. the kids, I, I want to not die. Yeah. <laughs> the rookie's just standing there. I go, can you get an ID from this guy or what? Oh yeah. So he gets down there. He's like, you had an ID on you. The guy reaches in his wallet, gives him his ID. So then the ambulance comes, they take him away. And I, I said to the kid, I'm like, listen, the door's open. He's asking for help. You're knocking on the door. Push the door open. You didn't call for an ambulance. He goes, well, I went to call for the ambulance, but you had already Mike keyed up. I'm like, oh, okay. If that's the lie you want to go with, okay. I didn't see that part, but whatever. Oh. So tonight when I go. Or see, that's say, why body cams are fun, because then you can just pull it up and go, Huh. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. So, uh, oh, then we had a guy. We had a third-party call. I want you to tell me seriously how you would handle this. This is the last one. Third-party call where a woman called in saying her wife's, her sister's husband just threatened that he was going to kill himself, and he's at a bar in town. So. Okay. We go there, and they tell us he's in a gray Toyota. And then I look at the 28 on the screen. It comes back to a Scion. Note to dispatchers. A fucking Scion made by Toyota is not a Toyota, doesn't look like a Toyota, and doesn't have a Toyota badge on it. When you look them up, in California, when I, when, I, when I run a Scion, I get, yeah, Toyota. I get a Toyota return. 
So this this twenty eight said Scion. Okay, it I didn't said, even know they freaking had that. Every Scion so, I've ever run out has been okay. a freaking <laughs> like Toyota. Because I, I, we were in the parking lot, and I'm like, I need to know what kind of car this guy has. They said great Toyota. I look at the 28 on the screen, and it says Scion uh, SC Coupe, you know, the SC Coupe. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, right in front of us, there's a fucking Scion. I go, stop. That's, that's him. So we get out. He's laying back in his seat, and I said, go make contact with this guy. He's sleeping in the car. So he's knocking on the window, and we get Danny to pull his squad up nose first right up to this guy's car because the car is running. Yeah, tech park him. Yeah, so we get him out. He had threatened. He said he had a knife to his wife's sister. Sister, so his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law. He told his sister-in-law they had a knife. I guess he called his wife cheating on him, and he went to this bar I'll for a few it. drinks. And then um, he told her that I have a knife, and you guys can just deal with my body. Now he didn't text it to her. He said it to her on the phone, which she does not have a recording of. So I'm talking to him, other than him wearing a Yankees hat, which I pointed out to him. I go, other than you wearing a Yankees hat, are you okay? And Because uh, the kid doesn't really know what to ask him. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I just found out my wife was cheating on me, and you know, I needed a few drinks and stuff. I go, and I'm waiting for the kid to ask him, do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to kill yourself? And he never says it. So I go, do you, are you thinking you about wanna, committing suicide? Yeah. Do you want to harm yourself in any way? He's like, no, man, I'm fine. I just wanted a drink. Because we got a different story from someone that you called. And he's like, well, I called my, my wife's sister. Did you tell her that you wanted to harm yourself? No. Okay. So, so why I, is she saying that? Right. So Drew's talking to her, getting her story, and that's what she tells Drew. Then the sergeant says, did you call an ambulance for him? And I go, no. He hasn't made any statements to me that he wants to harm himself. Matter of fact, he said he doesn't want to harm himself. Well, you know, now I'm going to go fuck my sister-in-law. With, with the mental health problem that we have in the United States today, you think you should call him a bus. I'm like, all right. So we For call him his ambi- level of intoxication? Not even that point. No, he wasn't even, no. So he wasn't so, even that drunk? No. Uh, and his family came, his mom, his brother. One of them was going to drive his car. And then we asked him, do you have a problem going home with your mom? He's like, no, that's fine. But the sergeant wanted oh, an ambulance to come. Cheese. It's awesome. So an ambulance came, and then... Of course, they call the fucking Loyola Hospital, and they say that the third party said this. He's saying he doesn't want to harm himself. We have to take you anyways. People are overreaching with this whole mental health issue. So they took him away to go get evaluated at the hospital when he never made a threat to him about harming himself to me nor his, the EMS people. But whatever. I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. But he, he said, how much is this ambulance going to cost me? $600? That, that's no, probably about three grand. Probably, yeah, it's, not, it's much more money now. But say, ambulances, ambulance rides ain't cheap. No, they are about three grand. So they sent him. Hopefully he got some help, even though he didn't say he wanted to harm himself. For but what? I don't know. Was he, was he diagnosed with any type of mental disorder? Who knows? Not there in the parking lot, he wasn't. Did anybody ask him? No, yeah, he doesn't have a mental disorder. He just He's okay. sad that his wife was fucking somebody else. Okay, sounds reasonable. Right. So no suicidal ideations presented to you? Nope. Nor the EMS. Nor the EMS. Nope, he said he was fine. He would go home with his mom. In my opinion, 
his rights were violated. I agree. I would have said, okay, go with mom. Get yourself that grilled cheese. Maybe a little tomato soup, feel a little bit better. Maybe throw a shot of Jameson in there. I don't know. I don't know how you get down. And then, um, you know, maybe talk to somebody. And then I would add notes into the event stating, did not present any type of suicidal ideation. Said as much. Went with family member. Yeah. So the rookie has to do a report now because we call an ambulance and they took him away, even though he never said he wanted to harm himself. But it's this. And this is what I'm doing. My arm is the three stripes. This is the stripes. That's that's the nice thing about a big department. My boss wouldn't even get involved on a call like that. It would not even register with him. Maybe the way it comes out would come in as like a priority two, and he'd have to copy that that call exists. But half the time, <laughs> half the he, time the sergeants up. in half the time the sergeants in in my agency when they get the priority two, it's just if you're standing with them to go like, yeah, I copy. What the fuck was that? Right. Oh, it's just a welfare check. The guy might be suicidal. Might have a knife. A lot of mites. Okay. Right. Yeah. Let yeah, me he know if he does. Presenting none of that stuff. But yeah, no, he goes right. free. So that that was at least my if way. I if I'm there. If I'm there, he goes free. Yeah, me too. I, first of all, I, I'd, have, I'd have gotten into a pissing match over it. I'm like, no, he, I'm, I'm not violating me, his right. Did you call an ambulance? I'm like, why no, would I do he that? He never presented that he was suicidal to me. He never mentioned anything. I'm not calling an ambulance. Yeah, my answer would have been exactly, call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, my answer would have been exactly what I told you. Like for his level right. of intoxication, because yeah, it's not the other thing. Yeah, it's not what you're thinking. So that is a wrap on uh, the weeks that we've had. Now, I only work two days, but this week I'll have a long week. And uh, so I'll have the rookie Tuesday night and Friday so night. So buckle up because next week's going to be long. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> hopefully It not. will be the usual for me. Yeah. Although, so Friday is going to be my, my rookie's last day before oh, he's good. solo. Yeah. He's going to the district that I just came from. Oh. And our... Friday falls on a, our overlap day with the other side of the week where we go work in a different part of the city. Okay. He's getting a sneak peek. Oh, love I'm asking to work there. <laughs> oh, so, nice. I should, so I should have some good stories. That's cool. All right, good. I just see that I'm going to have um, St. Patty's day off because it's a shift day, but I have to put in my flex time and my time due. So I take the full shift off and it's actually on, St. Patty's Day, so I'm excited about that. What day is St. Patrick's Day this year? It's a Thursday. So I'm off that Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well, so that'll be a nice four. I'm off Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Don't worry, everybody. If I can, I'm taking the 16th off. You'll have St. Patty's Day stories from yours truly. Good. You can have all of them. I don't want any part of that shit. I work Thursday and Friday, although I'm sure it's way more fun out there where you have a a bigger Irish Irish population. See, we just have a bunch of they had a bunch of Mexican people and then a bunch of just white people who are not Irish that just celebrate drinking. Right. It's also like Cinco de Mayo. Like Cinco out here is pretty dope. Cinco is pretty huge here too because of the Hispanic population here. But the Polish <laughs> Independence Day is absolutely insane out here because we're the largest Polish community outside of Wausau, Poland, lives here in Chicago. I was going to say outside of Poland? Yeah. 
So with their flags on their cars and everyone driving around like assholes and everyone drunk. All right. Anyways, I digress. He's no problem. He's no problem. He's no problem. Uh, I had two stories that I sent for the, uh, for the news. One of them was the FBI arrested uh, some shitbag burglar. And they saw his TikTok video, and he's wearing the same shoes he was wearing when he robbed somebody. Did you see that? We don't catch the smart ones, folks. <laughs> Federal agents Especially the FBI. Yeah. Investigating a series of armed robberies across Metro Detroit have arrested a popular TikTok personality after he was spotted dancing in what investigators described as his stick-up shoes. Redford Township no. resident... Chosen he has stick-up shoes? Terrell Hanna I love admitted this. robbing four this. stores after investigators, investigators raided his home Wednesday despite eyewitnesses describing the armed thief as a white man, according to the FBI. Terrell <laughs> Hanna is African-American. He doesn't look white to me in his videos. Is he light-skinned? No, not too light. Yeah. Um, it's okay. We get people that describe a suspect as either a white or Hispanic male. Like, right. Kind of a big difference. Yeah. He, I guess he went on a three-month crime spree targeting retail shops, fancy footwear, and a federal investigation aided by dozens of brief videos posted on his TikTok account, Chosen World, <laughs> which has more than 148,000 followers and 1. million likes. How the fuck did these scumbags get this shit? So from what I understand, TikTok numbers are way different than everything else. Hmm. Like well, he could get 20 years Apparently, like, prison. TikTok is like a big confidence boost for people. So I actually might have to create one. Well, then China can um, spy on you. I don't care. Fucking everyone's spying on us anyways. So he had a forty caliber gun dressed in all black with a black face mask, but his shoes stuck out. I'm so, sure he's just misunderstood. It's possible. Because, you know, shit bags. He's a, he's a good boy. He's oh, a good which boy. Re- he's going back to Which reminds church. me. We had a shooting here in Chicago, like, you know, every day. But um, <laughs> Like, which one? Right. So the news showed this picture of the kid. Oh, I saw this. You saw it. it was, I think it might have been posted in our group. Yeah, I'm so sure So it's like it a headshot like this, and he's got a hoodie on. And then when you expand the picture, he's, he's got a Glock <laughs> with an guns. extended mag and a bunch of money. He was the victim. He got shot. And they want you to believe that he was just an innocent young man. Editing's so, fun, isn't it, Mike? Fucking shit bags. And the media, they don't show the full picture. They just want to show this 16-year-old who got shot, innocent kid, when he's got a Glock with an extended magazine and about $4,000 in cash in his hand. I'm sure it was an airsoft gun. Yeah, that's just... And I'm sure he worked extra hard for that money. It's a toy. So the other story I have you wanted to talk about real quick was... Um, the shitbag illegal who killed his daughters. You you brought it up last week in the show. Yeah, so, so. more and more is coming out um, about this piece of crap. Uh, apparently, he had recently been arrested for domestic violence. There was a restraining order in place where he couldn't be around his wife, hence the supervised visits. He had already been a convicted felon, I think in a DV case. So he's prohibited from owning firearms. And on top of all that was uh, in the country illegally. I don't really have a problem with being in the country illegally, but I do have a problem when you enter the country illegally, uh, commit some violent felonies, and then uh, 
murder three your three children and an innocent person. That part I have a problem with. So from what I understand, there was an ICE detainer out, which is essentially a warrant, a deportation warrant from Department of Homeland Security. In the great state of California, we are what is known as a sanctuary state. And what that means, because I'm sure everybody has heard that, but I don't think everybody knows what that means. So basically what that means is we can get all these different little notifications from ICE saying like, hey, we would really like to know when so-and-so is being released from jail. So we can then take him into custody and send him back from where he came from. And I understand like DUI, right? Maybe we don't tell them that because how many regular people make a stupid mistake? So, okay, I'm cool with you skating on that one. But domestic violence, things that even in California are like, that's a felony. Like, you're going to go to jail for a while. Why don't we just tell ICE, like, hey, he's right here. I'm going to bring him out this door. I'll even hand him to you. And then you can do whatever you need to do to enforce the immigration laws in this country. And I mentioned it in the pre-show, or maybe it was the between show. I don't know. But I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if it got recorded or not, but... I know a ton of people in this country illegally. I've known them most of my life. Fantastic human beings, for the most part. There are some that are colossal pieces of shit. I love the ones that are here working hard and doing the jobs that, frankly, most Americans don't want to do. Because that's how we keep prices low here. When you buy Americans, because there's somebody willing to do the job for less than what you would get paid. Um... But there are also some people who come to this country with bad intentions and then they do bad things or they're running from something. And then we end up dealing with their shit and then we harbor them and give them sanctuary and then they victimize people that live here. And that's the problem I have. This, this one instance was 1000% avoidable if my home county, if Merced County, California, had simply communicated to the Department of Homeland Security, hey, this asshole is getting released from our jail at this time. Come get him. And they didn't. And now three children are dead. And a social worker. And a social worker. But it's the three kids that really pisses me off. Yeah, it's totally avoidable. You're fucking sanctuary state bullshit. Like I said, I don't think people, I don't think law enforcement should be going around, at least not local law enforcement, not your city PD or your county sheriff, I don't, or even your state police. I don't think we should be going around enforcing immigration laws because those are federal statutes. Right. You know who should be enforcing those? The federal freaking government. Yeah. The federal government. Do your job. That's, that's right. Okay. That's. Okay. That's all I got to say on that. Next week, we can talk about drugs. Yay. And ghost, federal, ghost guns. And, and federal government-sponsored addiction. Oh, didn't you want to bring that up last week? Yeah, I did. did but we, then we, we got, forgot. Okay. Yeah, we had the whole Cain Velasquez thing happening. And, oh, yeah. All right. I'm looking at my calendar. Which if, that, which, which, if that goes to a jury trial, he's getting acquitted. You think? Like, straight up. If he gets one parent on that jury... It's not, there's no parent will convict him. Not a single one. I'm curious to see. 
I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you when we're done recording. Okay. Let's just say that um, he did what a lot of parents say they would do. Now I definitely want to know. Fell through a little bit on the execution, but pun right. somewhat intended. Actual execution? Yeah, well, I mean, he missed. He shot the wrong guy. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> All right, so we're going to uh, do our Officer Down Memorial now. Sad time. It is that time. So we recorded last week on the twenty or on the 28th, and I'm just going to pick up from the 27th because I don't know if we covered this, this gentleman on the 27th, and we'll go from there. This would be New Hanover County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina, Detective Michael W. Godwin. Detective Michael Godwin died as, as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Detective Godwin had served with the New Hanover County Sheriff's Office for over nine years. He is survived by his wife. He was 41 years old. Arkansas Department of Corrections in Arkansas, Sergeant Joshua Caudell. His end of watch was Monday, February 28, 2022. Sergeant Joshua Caudell was shot and killed while assisting the Pulaski County Sheriff's Office with a canine track in Maumel. Deputies had responded to a home on Corvallis Road to perform a welfare check on a woman who failed to show up at work. The sheriff's office requested assistance from the Department of Corrections to conduct a canine track when the home was found vacant. Sergeant Caldell's canine led the officers to a trailer on Overstreet Road. As they approached the trailer, a man hiding underneath opened fire on them, fatally wounding Sergeant Caldell. The man then fled but was captured the following day. The woman was later found safe. Sergeant Caudell had served with the Arkansas Department of Corrections for nine years and was assigned to the Tucker Unit. He is survived by his wife and three children. He was 29 years old. Union City Police Department in Oklahoma, Lieutenant Scott Brandon Owens, End of watch was Tuesday, March 1st, March 1st, 2022, from COVID-19. Lieutenant Owens was a United States Army veteran who had served with the Union City Police Department for five years and had previously served three years with the Canadian County Sheriff's Office. He is survived by his wife and two children. He, is, he was 39 years old. Santa Fe Police Department, New Mexico. Senior Police Officer Robert Duran. End of watch, Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Senior Police Officer Robert Duran was killed in a vehicle crash while pursuing a carjacking suspect near mile marker 286 on I-25, south of the old Picos trail exit. Officers responding to the initial call of an abduction and carjacking 
located the vehicle near the intersection of Sawmill Road and St. Francis Drive. The driver led officers on a pursuit that went onto the interstate. As the man continued to flee southbound, he crossed the median and continued driving southbound in the northbound lanes until colliding with an oncoming car. Two patrol cars were also involved in the crash. Officer Duran and the citizen driving the other vehicle were killed in the crash. The abduction victim and another officer were injured. The suspect fled the scene and remains at large. Officer Duran had served with the Santa Fe Police Department for seven years and was assigned to the patrol section and the emergency response team. He is survived by his wife and two sons. He was 43 years old. Massachusetts State Police Trooper Tamar Bucci. End of watch Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. Trooper Tamar Bucci was killed in a vehicle crash when her patrol SUV was struck by a tractor trailer near exit 27 on I-93 in Stoneham. She had activated her emergency equipment and was moving to the side of the road to assist a stopped motorist when the crash occurred. Her patrol car was pushed against a cliff face as a result of the collision. Two passerbys pulled her from the wreckage and a Stoneham police officer began life-saving efforts. However, she succumbed to her injuries at Massachusetts General Hospital. Trooper Bucci had served with the Massachusetts State Police for two years. She is survived by her parents, sister, stepbrother, and stepsister. She was 34 years old. And we have a canine. My app is not working. Okay. Uh, Humphreys County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, canine Cairo or Ciro, C-I-R-O. End of watch Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. And when I click on it for further detail, the page is not found. So... It says cause of death was a fire, but I can't get any more information on that. Nope. So, I apologize. So, not a good week. No, we've had better. Jeez, you just pull over to help somebody with a disabled motor vehicle and get hit, hit by a fucking semi. The hell. Cop luck. Yeah. Oh, I have a hero. Hero of the week. Go for it. Says young officer saves a man's life. A Pennsylvania patrol officer follows a gut feeling and saves a man's life. So. All right, moving on. Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Tire Tire Hill, Pennsylvania. Colin. Colin Hagnett awoke on Sunday last month with a strange inclination. He said, I was thinking I should go to the water tower. He's been an officer with the Conemaugh Township Police Department 
for a year and a half. He was working the Who day shift. Who names these towns? I know. Conemaw. Working the day shift on that Sunday when he followed his gut instinct and drove up Kiefer Hill Road. Hargnet has been, oh, I just read that. Uh, I honestly can't tell you why I was thinking it, but uh, I thought about it all morning. It's not someplace I normally would go, so I, I go up there, and sure enough, he drove his patrol car up this lonely road to the water tower. What he saw made him hit the brakes. There we go with, with his fancy storytelling again. I'm like, oh, crap, he recalled. A pickup truck was oh, backed snap. Pickup truck was backed up the road, and a young man was outside stumbling around. It was Sunday morning, and I initially thought it might be an intoxicated person, he said, someone who was maybe out partying in the woods overnight. I went up to him and realized it was more serious. He had a gunshot wound on the left side of his chest and blood all over his shirt. And I could That's see a, a problem. I could see a firearm laying there. So he ran back to his patrol car, got bandages to control the bleeding, and then he placed the guy on his side so that his opposite lung wouldn't fill with blood. He said he was fading in and out of consciousness. I was able to get pressure on the wound until EMS got there. Well, yeah, because he shot himself. Yes, and Cone Maw Township EMS arrived within minutes to perform life-saving measures. So because of this officer's quick thinking and the EMS, they actually saved this guy's life, who's now back at work and recovering because this officer saved his life. You say, who is now super pissed because he tried to end his life and this officer prevented him. Yeah, but he's a hero in my books. Hmm. He probably won't get a medal or anything like you. I haven't gotten one, but he knows he and saved someone's only life. Only real life savers don't get medals. Right. All right. On to the woodworking stuff. On to working with wood. You go first. What's going on in your shop? Okay, so I am working on what is probably going to be the most important flag I ever build. So one of the local tap rooms, I don't really know what a tap room is. I want to call it a brewery, but I don't know if they actually brew beer there. No, a tap room, like we have one out by us, You can they sell beer and craft beers, and then you can bring your own food there. It's pretty cool. Huh. Might be the same. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, so anyways, there's a tap room in town locally. Their um, their name is Poor Decisions uh, Tap Room. I really like it. It's poor like you're pouring something. It's it, yeah, that's it, good. it's funny. I, I like I like a play. I like play on words. Um, so Poor Decisions Tap Room is hosting a fundraiser on March 19th, um, trying to raise money for the family of uh, Salinas PD fallen officer Alvarado. So they were looking for uh, things to raffle off. So there's from what I understand, a ton of stuff that's being raffled off. Um, so I offered to donate a thin blue line flag and they said, that's awesome. So I'm making a thin blue line flag and it's going very slowly because I don't want to screw this up. Like, like I said, like I, I was telling Annie earlier today, like I actually feel a little bit of pressure with this one. Like this one can't suck. You've never made one that does suck, so what's the problem? I know, but now it's like, man, I can't make the fucked up one now. <laughs> you don't want so, my issue to happen with your flag. The one yeah, out of 100 that's, like, that's bad. Yeah, and that's all I can think of is like, oh, God, not this. So it's actually been a little bit stressful the last couple of days. 
Um, but it it should be assembled and ready for for finish. I'm hoping tomorrow. It's been so. I mean, I was joking earlier that it's been cold, but it has been colder than usual. Therefore, it is taking the stain longer to dry. Bring it in like, the house. Just and put it and put it where You've I have a, three. I have three have small children. I have three small children that destroy everything. It, how big's the and, flag? In fact, it's the standard three foot by. All right. Yeah. So you just it's put the thirty six by nineteen and a half. Yeah. Put it on your dresser. Just to but dry for a night. That's it. Well, it's, it's already done. It's it's dry now. Next time. Yeah. It's so next time that I need it to dry quickly. So it's sitting down there. It's ready to get assembled. I got to do, uh, I'm doing the union on the cricket just because the, uh, with the white stain, the, the, none of it's burned. So the wood grain's not really coming through the stain, um, super dramatically. So if I use the laser or the Dremel one, the Dremel will take like two to three hours and the laser will give it a burned effect. So it'll kind of stand out a little bit different. But using the cricket, it'll at least like everything will be synchronized. Are you going to use the cricket to make a template and lay it on it and paint it, or no. use the cricket to do cricket vinyl stars. stars? The vinyl stars, yeah, they stand out. So, yeah, so we've we've done that on I think like one or two flags. We did that on the giant um, table flag, the two by four flag that was heavy as shit. Um, so we did it on that one, and we did it on my mom's. That was a similar thing where we. Um, and stained the white stripes white instead of just leaving them the wood color and then just did that over and it and it looks beautiful so i'm going to do that and then i think i'm going to i think i'm going to go with a, a semi gloss instead of satin on this one i want it to look a little shiny give it a make it look expensive nice and then i got to i got to engrave my uh, my logo on the back with cuz that's laser? what i use i that's what i use the laser for i i engrave my logo Sometimes I use my little um, branding iron, but I can also use the laser. And I think I'm going to put like a little something on the back of it. So that's the main thing I'm working on. I've also been testing to see if I can cut through like three millimeter plywood, which translates to about a quarter inch. With the laser. With the laser. But with my laser, I, I have like the mid-tier one. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the tw- the twenty watt one that cuts through stuff fairly easily. So I'm trying to dial in the right, you know, speed and power setting to get all the way through, and the right number of passes. Because I was going to make a sign for my oldest daughter's room that'll have her first name and middle name, and make it look nice. And you're going to cut the letters I, out with the laser. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to cut the letters out for her name, and have those, and those will be raised. A little bit off of there. Like I've seen, I've seen a bunch of people do these, and she went with me to uh, to the big box store the other day to grab the lumber for the flag. So I told her, "Well, what do you think about doing this? Like taking one of these rounds and then doing your name on it and painting it and making it look all nice." She's like, "Oh yeah, that'll be awesome." So cool. So we're gonna do that. But Excellent. that's pretty much all I'm working on. Okay. I got to use well, my surf sander on this too, and that was. Fantastic. Just it actually made sanding enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I have to find some money to buy one. Yeah, they're they're expensive. 
But if you can find somebody that's selling theirs, I recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a coffee near me that I can drive up to and buy it from Mike. Well, but. that's that. He's not near me. <laughs> I happened to be in the area. That worked out well. It was it was star it was stars aligning. Yeah, because uh, I think from my house to his is probably about four hours. Okay, but my dog had a follow up appointment with his vet after surgery. So I was in the neighborhood and just popped on up. I'm going to look on marketplace. I think do I have looked on marketplace. I had, or had, I had looked on marketplace for so long to try to find one of these sanders. Nothing. I couldn't find this. I couldn't find a Merca. I couldn't find anything. Hmm. Also, there's not as many woodworkers out in the West Coast as there are the further oh. east you go. Okay. So it is like I see people with all these like Facebook marketplace deals that they find where they're like, hey, I got this freaking like brand new soft top table saw for like 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I want to fly out to where they are and punch, them, punch in the them in the face for it. <laughs> um, That's funny. So it's not like out there where people get something. And then they don't realize what they have out here. If you have that, you understand yeah. exactly what you have because right. you, you're one of very few people that actually give a crap about it. I'm going to look right now. Surf prep sander just for shits and giggles. On okay. Well then I'll fill the dead air. while Mike stares no, at his phone, okay. even though I'm done talking, like I had finished my story and yeah. Mike's like, I'm uh, going to look at that. I'm just, we're going to look at this. You, you, I, that's you, so when you we're done. The, you fill the time. When we're done. So <laughs> first off, what am I working out? Oh, first off. I don't know. I wanted to mention this last week. But but you didn't. What? I did after or we did were you? done. Remember? And you know. said, well, we got other shows coming up. So while I was that's at work, I con, probably did say, that. oh, yeah, your books. One of the classes I took was talking about how to do marketing for your business. Profit first. I've seen a lot of people reading that one lately. They must I had, have all taken the same class. Probably. Transform <laughs> your business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Ooh. So I got that one. It looks like it's a pretty quick read. And uh, then his other book is called Get Different with Marketing That Can't Be Ignored. This one's a little bit thicker. I'm interested in this because I want to start paying for advertisements once my schedule frees up a little bit, you know, after May 1st. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to do a Facebook ad for the website. We'll see if I get, I'll do it for a week. And I learned how to do the budget and stuff on that at WorkbenchCon. So if I can peruse these books, I don't think I can technically read this shit by May 1st, but whatever, we'll see. So I don't know. I think that first one, that one's probably about a week and a, or a week and a half's worth of poop. Poop yeah, trips. maybe. It seems like it's... The second yeah, one's yeah, probably like idea. almost a month. Yeah. See, I can't do that because I get too involved in the read and then I'm in the bathroom for yeah, the like entire day. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can't feel my legs, but I'm good. <laughs> get help. I need to get off the seat. <laughs> Go get mom. <laughs> yeah, quick. <laughs> uh, but what I'm working on in the shop is I still have the two cutting boards that are completely flattened and sanded and ready for like profiles and feet and stuff and maybe a juice groove here and there i don't know if i should put a juice groove in them or if i should make them charcuterie boards because they're not that really 
you know, thick boards. So maybe a How many shape. Two. Do one charcuterie and one. Should I put handles on one like a serving board? Just draw out like a handle, cut it with a jigsaw, round it over, whatever you're going to do to it, or chamfer. I don't know how you get down. And then be done with it. It might be an inch or just seven-eighths of an inch thick. Is that too thick for a charcuterie board? Nah. I have a charcuterie board that's like an inch, inch and a half thick. Something How, like that. This is it like doesn't, inches long. It doesn't feel as good in the hand as my thinner one. Okay. But like my my like charcuterie board that was like three quarters of an inch thick, I think when I was all done with it, and then rounded over all nice, like that yeah. actually felt really good in the hand. Okay. Well, one of them's thinner than the other one, so I'll do the, th- yeah. the thinner would, one could be the, the charcuterie one. board. Yeah. And then the other one, like put serving tray handles on it, make it a serving tray. Or you could just do a shallow juice groove. Yeah. So I got those are sitting on the sander. Uh, I have a special project I'm doing for someone who's done a lot of work for me recently. I'm not Super secret. Ooh, I know who it is then. Okay. You can text me if you think you know who it is. So that's going on. Um, I did glue up. I did get uh, Jonathan back was in town. Apparently he had to drive to Chicago or in the area for something, and he dropped off my engraved uh, stripe for the big flag. I woke up, it was on my porch. My daughter had brought it in for me. So I was able to glue up the bottom set of stripes into one panel. So now I got the top stripes are paneled, the bottom stripes are paneled, and tonight I'm going to engrave the stars on the big union. And then Simple I, investigator, like I said. Yeah, simple investigator. Um, for those of you I, not watching the show, Mike nodded, I guessed correctly. <laughs> Last night, I also, so I, I cut and milled down to the thickness uh, the piece of wood that I'm going to engrave the patch on. So, and I also painted it. That's all ready to be engraved tonight. The stars are ready to be engraved on the big union. So I hopefully can get those two things done tonight. We'll see. And then the special project I'm working on. And I do have an order for two flags that came in from one of the police departments. And he's supposed to let me know. He's working this guy worked at six departments. So he's trying to get me a patch from each department. That's a he wants lot. Six, yeah, he wants six patches on the flag. So he's trying to get the um, patches, the images for them. And then I asked him to tell me if he wants it in pine or poplar because, you know, the pine pops more, but I like poplar better because it doesn't sap, you know, when you're burning. Yeah. So he's going to let me know what he wants with that. And, uh, and then I had... So those are the projects I'm working on. So a number of flags, cutting board, charcuterie board. And then I had a company reach out to me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> my, my buddy Bill goes, Brandon's going to lose his shit. <laughs> so I got this message. Oh, is it co- Bill, the guy that I thought I was getting the hello for, and then he got it? Yeah, the one. This, I feel like we're one in the same guy now. You might be. So All right, what I told Phil what you I, getting now? I got this. So this is a company called Saker or Sacker. S A K E R. If they're gonna give you free shit, you should probably learn how to say the name. So I got three of these boxes. Pinched. These are four in one eye type accessory tools for painting. So basically it's a like a three D printed uh stackable 
piece. So what you do is you put these on the end of a door or a panel that you want to paint, and they can stand up or on the, lay on the side. And then you, you can paint and save room. Paint your, you put one on each corner, and then you paint your door if you're doing doors or panels. Then you stack the next panel on top of it, paint it, and you can stack as, as high as you want to go. That's what these are for. So you put a nail in the, in the end of the door or the piece of wood, and that's what holds these to the, the piece of material, and then they can rotate sitting up or standing down. So I got three sets of these because I'm going to be doing – yeah, I, I never heard of these people. They like my page, and they're not a sponsor or anything, so if I get the name wrong, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I did tell them I'm going to be painting the closet. a little bit. It does. The closet door. free stuff. Yeah. So the closet door that I have to cut down and the bifold closet door for the new bathroom, it's two pieces. So I'm going to use this system when I paint it. And they also want then a YouTube video on it and a post on, you know, Instagram. How, th- how thick of a... Let's open it. How thick of a thing can you, like, hold with that? Well, it looks so it's, like... So it's basically like an eye. You drive a nail through a hole in the middle the of center. it to hold... Yeah. To hold the piece, and then you can just keep doing that as you go up? You can stand them up this Hmm. way, or you can lay them down flat and stack them on top of each other. I wonder if I could put some sort of, like, dowel in there and rest rest the piece on top. Because what I'm thinking of, like, when I see that, the thing I think of is using that as a way to store like flags like built flags oh that's not a bad idea because but i don't want to like mar a side right yeah i mean this looks like something that um you can 3d print as well if you have a 3d printer well i don't have a 3d printer mike no not you i mean our listeners like dave at 3 diy dave or hey if if somebody could get in touch with pete over at uh petrie's workshop i like his 3d printed stuff maybe he could 3d print these Pete might be able to do it, but uh, I'll have a picture of the product on the YouTube version because I'll open up the box and uh, take a picture of what they look like. So I wanted to say thank you to that company because I'm going to actually use that stuff. And I feel bad because I, I sent you one of two uh, trim buddies that I got. I, got. I forgot to tell you, I got to use it. I haven't used mine yet, and they keep asking me when I'm going to post about it. <laughs> Because I have so to trim I got, out a door, and I ha- I want to yeah. use it, but I haven't done it. So yet. I got to use mine. Um, my my buddy's dog destroyed the trim around his door. Okay. Um, so he went out and bought the piece, and he goes, "Hey, I have no tools. Can can you help me with this?" I'm like, yeah, sure. And I thought we were gonna have to like yank it all out. So I brought like demo tools and install tools because yeah. I thought it was gonna be the whole thing. Yeah, and he already had the piece. I'm like, oh, this is fucking oh. great, man! This is gonna take me like ten minutes. So, so you used the trim buddy. I used the trim buddy for the offset and everything. It looked, it came out looking great. Cool. I wish you would have filmed that. <laughs> well, if I had known that you hadn't done anything, and for then them, I could have pretended it was me, and that they would. No, stop. no, no, no. In fact, you know what? I might actually. I'm gonna have to. That's it. I gotta go over to his house, drink beer, take pictures of it, and be like, yeah, look at this. I did this with the trim. I did this. Me. With the trim Not buddy my Mike. friend Mike sent me after he got two. Yeah. Yeah, so. I've seen this thing where they're offering to, uh, like, 
send you a free one if you bought like a cheap knockoff one off of Amazon. Oh, really? Like an I imposter have... one. Okay. Yeah, they're like, no, that you send us the crappy one, we'll send you a good one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. feel bad because I haven't done their little video yet, but um, I have to trim. When up you sent it to me, I was like, I'm never going to use this. And then you like, did. I never use it. And then I sure enough, I did. I'm like, oh, I have the perfect tool for this. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm glad someone got to use it because obviously I haven't lived up to my thing yet. But I did uh, do two videos on YouTube, which are now live, about um, the clamshell press that I use to make my T-shirts. So that company, Vivor, wanted me to post a YouTube video, unboxing video, and then uh, two posts on Instagram for the cost of the machine. So that's done. I think the video that I just did with the T-shirt making is actually pretty decent. It's only eight minutes long, full process. Uh, I will go watch it when we're done here. Yeah, get, let me know. Leave a leave a, a comment if you can. Uh, Alan from Alan Builds left a comment. He liked it. Uh, so I think it's a it's a pretty decent video. No music, uh, no music bed. I usually put a music bed on, but I didn't anything this time. So shot with my Samsung phone because the camera I'm looking into has a different color grading than my phone, and if I combine the videos like I did for the unboxing video, one's brighter than the other, and it just looks kind of off. In all honesty, cell phone video is better than half the cameras out there, like standalone cameras. Yeah, the camera I'm using for this is a Lumix, uh, Lumix mirrorless 35mm video slash 4K camera. I don't shoot in 4K yet, but um, it's a pretty good camera, but my phone does a nice job, so... I need a better tripod for the big camera, and I'll use it more. And a, a, a better lavalier mic system. I didn't use a lavalier mic this last time. I have one for the phone, but it sounds tinny. So I'm currently looking into better options. So I just spoke loudly at the phone. Seemed to work okay. So that's what I got. Perfect. I got nothing else going on in the shop except that stuff. Let's keep. Oh, I did fix a chair last night. When I was at my sister's, right. my sister's house on Sunday for her child's second birthday her husband asked me if i could fix one of the uh backings on the the chair it just snapped in half so i glued it and used two dewalt clamps last night i haven't taken it apart yet i don't know if it's going to work and then i i have some markers to touch up the the stain oh perfect so we'll see, hopefully it'll it'll work oh i forgot something what so um my oldest daughter is to an age where she likes to paint her nails play with makeup and um and she was painting her nails last week downstairs yes in the uh in the kitchen Uh yeah at with the uh kitchen table and she already had some some paint or some nail polish on her her nails so she used went to go use the uh, nail polish remover to take it off and knocked the bottle over onto on the, the kitchen table? table onto the table so i have a kitchen table to refinish uh remember how we were talking about i needed to i was thinking you know might just refinish the kitchen table uh, now you have i to. have to i have to do that now that is happening so i don't know when i'm going to do it but i it needs to be sooner rather than later because um i like have an aneurysm every time I see that stain, like that mark. And it's huge. Like it's not small. <laughs> and it was a total accident and she felt bad. And 
I told her it was okay, but I developed a twitch. Uh, you should see me around my brand new dining room table and kitchen set we bought maybe two years ago because my wife didn't buy a dining room pad set for the dining room table, so it's got scratches mm-hmm. on it already. And then the kitchen table, let's just say while someone was working from home because of COVID, they would put a wet drink on top of the table without a coaster, and it's got watermark stains on it. It's a brand new fucking table. Uh, Full House Woodworking's Etsy shop sells uh, uh, coasters. Some coasters. They're red oak coasters. And, and then. In a variety of shapes. If that wasn't enough, um, same said person working from home using a folding chair, metal folding chair, that was missing one of the rubber feet on it, was sitting at her make, made up desk on my wood floors. And then just kept moving the chair, and now there's about 9 million grooves cut into the floor. So, that whole floor has to be refinished. Well, this was also because of the washing machine, dishwasher, flooded the floor and then cupped said three-quarter inch hardwood floor also. So, I needed like 10 grand to have someone come in and refinish my floors. When I do the kitchen, I'm going to have the floors refinished. It's throughout the whole house, except the living room and dining room. Foyer, bathroom, living, or family room, kitchen, eating area, all hardwood. We're going with a uh, vinyl. Oh, okay. Vinyl flooring. We're cheap. Vinyl um, planks. Yeah, vinyl hardwood or vinyl okay. wood planks. Yeah. I always okay. want to say vinyl hardwood, but it's not a thing. Right. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. It'll it looks look pretty. Like, yeah. It looks real. It ain't real. Good. Well, that'll be nice. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. I want to eat. Okay. Uh, thanks for no listening, questions? everybody. Did, did no David questions. not send a question? No. Uh, he's busy oh, living well, his He life. at least oh. bought a T-shirt, so he's trying to send me to WorkbenchCon. The rest of you, the he rest of you re- need to really, from me. you really need to take a look in the mirror, okay? You really do. Oh, and I don't, I don't know who um, donated to St. Baldrick's that listened to you, so... Thanks to everybody that donated. I raised almost $1,400. Thank you very much. I'm very, we got uh, you over, over the $1,000. Over that was the thing. And I don't know if any of them that actually listened to the show. Uh, I don't I know. I haven't received a single I, I haven't received a single DM getting Yeah, because they were supposed proof. to DM you with the proof uh, that they donated. Yeah, you get so, like a confirmation email. Just like screenshot it. You don't have to divulge any kind of... Anything, just saying, hey, thanks for your donation, and then the donation amount, so I know that you're not just trying to rip off. If it was $50 and over, you get a 25% off coupon to the Etsy store. If it's $100 and over, you get a free 20-ounce tumbler with the logo of your choosing on it. Oh, and here, oh, another donation came in today. So here, I would like to thank everybody. Sweet. And this is only going to take a second because... Okay. This, so please, if you give me one minute to thank everybody. So right. Perry from Time Perry's... Time starts wo- now. Okay. Perry from Perry's Woodshop or Workshop just donated today. So, Perry, thank you very much. Uh, the rookie donated because he knows he's going to be riding with me for five days. Smart um, move. My friend Neil uh, at work. My, my f- good friend Jamie Danelli, who I went to high school with. Nelson. Nelson donated. Thank you, Nelson. CWO Workshop. My friend Hen- Hank. Uh, my friend Jen. My buddy Joe Corral, who I used to play baseball with. Drew from my shift. Delmar, Uncle Deli, big news. Delmar donated, and he had a baby two days ago. I, uh, the man can do anything. 
I texted him to say, thank you very much. Are you awake? Because he's on night shift. And he says, yes, I'm at the hospital with my newborn. So congratulations to Delmar on his new baby. He posted a picture of the baby on his page at Uncle Deli. My buddy Roger. Somebody named Anonymous. Don't know who that is. Uh, my buddy Danny. My friend Grady. David Miller. Thank you very much. Uh, Tracy Silvera. That's my mom. Mom. She, she's eligible. Mom. She donated. Thank you, Tracy. You too. You and Annie. My buddy Jimmy. Nick. Tom. Joe. My twin sister, Michelle. Broad Shoulders Woodworks. Thank you very much. Martin Creative Designs. Thank you very much. Don Can, the dysfunctional woodworker in memory of James Cronmiller. Thank you very much, Don. Hung from Wiley Woodworks. Tony Carter. My Uncle Harold. My cousin Deanna. My buddy Jeremy. Karen Liz Regis. She's one of my biggest supporters on Instagram. My buddy Rich and my family. So thank you to everybody that donated. I'm not sure which ones of those uh, fall into your purview as a gift or uh, some money off from your site. But if they're listening to this and they donated, they need to send you a DM with the proof that they donated to get those goodies. So, And thank you for doing that, Brandon. I appreciate it. This is the result. Hold on. It's kids with cancer. There we go. Oh, Ooh, is it cold? It's bright. Oh, wow. that's bright. I need some. You look like Dr. Evil. Makeup! I need makeup to powder <laughs> me. <laughs> mm. So, episode 38. So, <laughs> yeah, look at that round There's head. That's a horrible Dr. Evil. Good Lord. I don't you know do... what you need. Your head What's looks that? cold. You know what you need? You need a full house woodworking beanie. I do. Just send me one. I don't have any on hand. You got to talk to Printful. I can't order from that site. All right. Boy, this doesn't really fit well on my head with this. <laughs> well, it's set to you wearing a hat. You're going to have to uh, close it down. I've been, having, I've been having a hard time sleeping with my head being cold. You Colder than normal. Like a beanie. In bed? Why not? I guess you've, never so worn the... a, you've never worn a beanie while you were camping? It's the same thing. Um, yeah, when I hike, I wear one at night. Okay. Because it drops to like 30 degrees outside. Right. So you've worn one while you were sleeping. It's not that weird of a concept to you. I guess that's true. But never in a house with a heater. So. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You need to be cold or you can be comfy. Okay. I can be all of it. I think I hear You want music. it all. <laughs> I want it all. Brandon, what do you do for questions? Oh, there we go. You, you send either Mike a DM, me a DM, or you send a voice memo to Full House, or not, good God, I've already fucked it up. <laughs> you send the voice memo to Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast at gmail.com. Or a DM me or DM Brandon. I started with that. We're out. Be safe I'll try to do better next week. Peace. <laughs> Deuces. All righty then. Uh. I got to put my hat back on because <laughs> it's cold. <laughs>